Thank you for meeting me up, man. I'm super excited to get to talk with you. Super, super blessed you're here. Super grateful for it. Um, my favorite part of doing the podcast is being able to meet, you know, different people and hear different perspectives and, and all kinds of stuff. So if you want, if you want to introduce yourself, bro, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Dana Silvestri. Um, I have online businesses. I travel a lot. I consider myself like a marketer, an adventurer, um, a seeker of knowledge, truth. I like to be authentic with myself. So it's a pleasure to be here, see what we talk about and get into things. And um, yeah, just out here trying to make connections and provide value to people, really. Yeah. So how long have you been in Arizona? I, I was checking out a little bit of your content. I know you're from like all, all over the world. You've been all over the world. How long have you been in Arizona for and where are you from? I'll piece this all together because I, I jump around a lot. Okay, so okay. Like, so um, from Wakefield, Massachusetts, town 20 minutes north of Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. So East Coast guy, maybe not by heart, but I grew up there. And I've always wanted to like travel and like go to California and all that. And typically on the East Coast, people from like Massachusetts and stuff. Keep my voice. Oh, yeah, you're good, bro. Uh, people from Massachusetts and stuff. Can I turn this? Yeah, way? go ahead. Yeah, man. Yeah, Just get so comfortable. Yeah, no worries yeah. at all. Um, people from Massachusetts and stuff typically have a not as open-minded okay meaning they will stay in massachusetts and they'll like bring up a family there and that's kind of how it all works okay. and i was a little bit different you know i what i want to see you know so much of the world and so many different states and not even just the u.s countries continents and and whatever else is out there um so for me grew up in massachusetts in 2020 i created a business and then in 2021 i wrote down a goal to travel out to Arizona and live in an apartment by October 15th, 2021. Um, and then I ended up driving across the country, just like, actually it was like a few weeks after I wrote down that goal. I wrote down the goal and it was very strange because all these things started to happen that looked like they were bad. You know how that happens? If, yeah. you, if you ask for something, this bad thing happened and this, I ran over a possum, I caused damage to my car, I went through a breakup. There was someone that moved in below us when we were living together, my girlfriend at the time. There was like an assault and battery and they broke down oh, the door. And so I was forced to like, I had to go somewhere. Yeah. Just packed up my car, drove from Maine 50 hours to Arizona. Holy cow. Um, uh, Honda Civic. Yeah. Two door. That's crazy. <laughs> so it was like, like, there was no room. Like if you took a piece of paper, even the passenger seat, you couldn't, you couldn't even see out anything. It was so dangerous looking back. Did you drive straight 50 hours? Did you sleep in your car or did you have like rent rooms no, and no. stuff? So people are like, why don't you fly? And cause I didn't have, I don't have that much material things even now. I'm not, I think, I think everybody should have material things, but shouldn't be attached to them, you know? So shouldn't derive like significance from the car I drive or yeah. stuff like that. Cause it's really, to me, that's like lack. That's not true power or authentic trap power. So I just had like books and some clothes and all that stuff. But um, people are like, why don't you fly? And I said, because flying is easy. The journey across there alone by yourself in a two-door car and, and just figuring out, that sounds more adventurous. Like, what's going to make more sense? So, Was it not, pretty not, cool to, like, see the country and stuff? Yeah, so I went from, I didn't map it. I didn't, I just knew where I would kind of end up. So, you, yeah, you didn't even have a GPS or nothing like that? No, I had a GPS. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> so I wanted to map it. You can go across the Midwest and probably be about 42 hours from, I actually drove from Maine, which is, I'm from Massachusetts, but I mapped it from, I'll end up in Pennsylvania, then I'll end up in um, Nashville. You've got to stop in Nashville and then through Texas, right across Texas and right up to New Mexico and right up the bottom from Arizona. So it took, my, my point was to take it slow. Mm -hmm. Stay, I didn't sleep in my car. Um, get hotels or whatever 
and and basically stop at places that I could because gotcha. I I developed this paradigm in my business like this mindset of and so many people entrepreneurs are still in it like go 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 but at what point at what point do you get fulfillment from that yeah like if you're always going and going and going you're never present if you're always worried about the future and the past you're never present the whole point is to enjoy the moment of now and um, it's tough sometimes because the cause to plan and be in the future and have a goal and a vision is huge so that was kind of like a I guess like a spiritual experience of, 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 of I call it a spiritual experience just like learning more about you because that's the whole point of life yeah so that that adventure was like my first one um, that was like what kicked uh, everything off kind of yeah and then and then since then I've been to I think 10 countries <laughs> like so 2020 it was when you moved out to Arizona 2021 2021 and that was kind of like the start of traveling and starting your business and all that kind of stuff yeah and and to move out here I just went on a Facebook map marketplace and I found um, someone posted, I, I need someone to sublet for August. Okay. And I was just like, all right, I got three weeks there. He needs someone for three weeks. So I was just going to drive up, get his place for three weeks. And then I got an Airbnb for September for a month. So I had almost two months of like, I know where I'm staying, but I didn't know what would happen after that. So I drove out here, got here at like 2 a.m. I hit a monsoon. I didn't even know what that was. And I'm from the East Coast. I'm like, oh, a monsoon. Like, yeah. that's, not, that's nothing. Like, yeah. like, there's no weather here. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. Dust storms. Really? Pull, pull over that's your funny. car. I don't, that doesn't exist over there. I arrived at like 2 a.m. And it was funny. The next day, uh, he told me that his roommate ended up like leaving randomly, like just a couple days before. So a spot opened in his apartment. So I ended up staying in that place for um, 11 months. And I got a refund on the Airbnb. So it's, as I came up like that, just opened up. Gotcha. Because I had faith. I forget what question you asked before that. Oh, uh, just, yeah, when when you moved out to Arizona. So that was 2021. And you've been kind of traveling all around since? Um, 20, Arizona. Um, where did I go in the U.S.? I did a trip up, flew into San Francisco, met one of my friends, drove up the West Coast, um, Oregon, Washington, did all that. Zion, obviously Sedona, the stuff out here. Yeah. Zion's, have you been to Zion? No, I haven't been. I've been to Sedona, not Zion. Um, Zion said don't on steroids. I would get over there. That's in, where is that? That's in Arizona? If you, just seven, uh, seven hours north. Okay. Yeah, I've never been there. Never, past, even, past never the even heard Kim. of it. Zion National Park? Yeah, never even heard of it. Go there. Yeah. Everybody that's listening, go to Zion National Park. Um, and then also, I did a... Um, so typically when you travel, and I, at this point I created an online business. It was just an idea in 2017. I started to make money in 2020. I grew one business over six figures and then another one over six figures, two six figure businesses, teach other people how to do it now. But this gave me the opportunity. My goal originally was to help people online travel the world and earn money. Bro, it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy how things just work out because this is exactly like, I swear, maybe the past couple weeks, especially I've been super like getting really into just how to, how to make a career online, I guess you could say. And like literally the past few weeks, I've been like just super into it listening to endless like Alex Hormozzi, Gary V, all kinds of different people, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've read that, but all kinds of different stuff. And it's crazy. Like, this is what you do. You know what I mean? Like, this is how you, you teach people how to make money online, how to how to do these kinds of businesses. So I think it's, I mean, what you're explaining is kind of the the benefit of it, of being able to earn money online is you can, you're free with your time and you're where you can live, you know? That's the benefit. And, yeah. And, and it's like, you have, you have to work on yourself hard, like having yeah. people on your podcast, building connections, um, getting knowledge from them and applying it. Yeah. Because the truth is I didn't, I didn't do it alone. I pay people to help me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you don't have to go and pay everyone. I'm not saying that, but there's certain people that are doing certain things a certain way. And then there's other people that are 
not doing it the wrong way, but they're doing it the, the system's way. Yeah. Like, like if you want to go work for someone else, you have a cap on your income and you're, it's like more fear-based. But then entrepreneurship is scary too. But once you get to a certain point, you're like, you have more knowledge and faith and you're able to do these things. So in 2017, I just wrote it down and, and I mean, what is it, 2023 now? Yeah. Dude, I'm super stoked to be able to just talk with you. There's like all kinds of ideas in my mind, but when, when did you have the first, um, kind of realization that you wanted to make money online and you wanted to take your income and, and be able to, it's called, I can't remember the term, but like there's a word for it where you, like you separate your, your location from where you make money. I, I can't remember. I was reading a book, but when did you have that realization that like, yo, I want to start this online business and I want to be able to live wherever I want. When did you have that realization? Was it always like ever since you were a kid or was there a certain kind of like time? Well, online different, but I mean, let's start a little far back when I was like, 12 years old, I had like a MySpace business page. Okay. Called, my name's Dana Silvestri, Young D Sills Biz. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, I sold candy and um, I think I bought cigars. I was 12 years old. Really? Apparently I could buy the cigars and I didn't know they were bad. I just figured, okay, supply and demand. I shoveled people's driveways. So I had like, I had that in me. I don't think I knew anything about the internet. I don't think anything was around really um, back then. But um, yeah, I had that. I was flipping stuff in high school. Um, so, I had that kind of background of, of doing those things and, and, and being passionate about that and finding what the market needs, filling the gap and solving solu uh, problems to get a solution. But as far as online, I mean, I didn't get, I have a, I'm 29, well, turning 30 in January, 29 now. So I'm unique because I didn't get like an iPhone until I was 18. I had a flip phone at 12, but when I was 18, I didn't get like Snapchat or 19, you know, have access to the internet. So I was exposed to like the world of not having that technology wise. And then also social media and making money online stuff. Most people, the kids growing up now being born into a little crazy world, right? Um, super crazy <laughs> people before me. Like if you add another five years, um, they might not know a lot about social media 10 years unless they, they learn about it. So I was grown, I grew I grew up into that, but it didn't really happen until I did what everyone said I should do. Right plus my parents and everything else. Everyone just tells you what they know best. My dad grew up in poverty, my mom, whatever. Uh, my dad, college saved his, his, his life and he was able to, we grew up in a middle-class family, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what he knew. So he obviously told me to do that. So I, I went to school, I got my business degree, all that, I got a job. And then you're supposed to be like set for life. But then I, I get that job and I hate it. I don't wanna wait till I'm 65 to, it doesn't even make sense to wait till I'm 65 to retire. There's other people traveling now you can earn money more than you, faster than you can save it. You should save money too. And that's a whole different discussion, but you can earn money now fast, invest it into yourself and make like a hundred X investment and stuff like that. So I, I started to find a, a line actually saved me because I started to see, I think like Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, mm -hmm. I invested into like one of their programs for two grand in 2017. And it was to share your knowledge online. It's similar to what I help people now, but I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any experience because I was 23. But for some reason I was like, it was my only thing I had. Because mm -hmm. it was my escape route was, okay, what do I know about? I know about mindset a little bit, not the way I do now, but I know about habits. I'm a healthy guy. I'm a fit guy. Do people want to know about that? Sure. Goals. And I was willing to put in the work to go to the other people weren't, wasn't, were not willing to do to go learn anything. And I, I thought I grew up, I, I grew up stupid. I thought I was stupid. Yeah, you don't got to worry about cussing or anything, bro. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I just don't like the self-talk. Oh, like, okay, like, oh, okay, yeah. I got you. 
No, I, I, I grew up, I thought I was stupid. Okay. So gotcha. I was in extra help classes and I found out that was a lie. Like everything was a lie basically. And then we have the, the entrepreneurs saying, um, your mindset's this way. And then we have the other people saying, employees or people um, just work for other, are saying to think this way. But I, I ask myself, like, which one is abundant and which one is lack? Mm -hmm. And I always find that abundance doesn't lie, right? The light doesn't lie. So if you follow that, it's going to work out. But if you're going, oh, well, I have to worry about this and this, and it's negative and it feels negative, you're actually limiting yourself. So I started to listen. To, I, simply, I started to listen, similar to what we mentioned, I started to listen to these people that had success. And not only that, um, they, had, they had good values and, and um, good integrity. And I was like, I want to model them. And it started with like Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi. And then one of my mentors, if you know the movie, The Secret. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Bob Proctor. I teach, I teach his programs. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I, I remember being in high school. And the first time I ever heard anybody talk about the law of attraction was I watched this video. It was Bob Proctor. And it was the first time I've ever, 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 you know, heard anybody talk about it. Didn't have any knowledge of it, and um, and yeah. So when did what did Bob, when did you like get into that? I guess like when did you get into Bob Proctor Law of Attraction? Because you know a lot about this shit. I, you know, watch your content and definitely interesting. Definitely align my like the stuff you talk about is resonates with me on a deep level. You know, because past few years, you know, I listen to all these guys too. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what the power of like the internet social media is people i think are becoming a lot more in tune with these kinds of things because there's people out there like dean graziosi tony robbins all these guys who talk about these things and but yeah so when did you like really like get into the mindset side of things law of attraction you said it was bob proctor yeah you took his course i'll tell you the story go ahead it's yeah. a crazy story here um so 2020 I listened to podcasts, um, Lewis Howe's uh, School of Greatness, is that what it's called? Yeah. House of Greatness? Oh, yeah, School, School of Greatness. I think, yeah, School of Greatness, yeah. The House of Greatness. <laughs> the, man, the Mansion of Greatness. Uh, School of Greatness with Lewis Howe's and Bob Proctor. I think there's two recordings. It was one of them. I don't remember the name of it. But I listened to it, and it's funny. A couple of years before, maybe 2017, 18, I saw The Secret on Netflix, and I just, like, read the little description. It was like, you can, just by thinking, you can create. And I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't ready to receive that. I wasn't happy with what I was creating or I wasn't happy with like my life at that point. I was okay with it. It was whatever, you know, I was having a good, I had a good life, but it wasn't like, I wasn't living my dream essentially. So I didn't want to be like, I just avoided it. It sounded like it was just some made up, you know, stu some stupid thing. But anyways, fast forward 2020, I listened to a podcast, Lewis House, Bob Proctor, and he just like blew my mind. You know, Bob's talking about these mental faculties. We have the memory, imagination, reason, will, intuition, all these things that help us create our lives and it separates us from human, um, cre every creature. And he's saying all these things in the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the body, the relation, the law. I, I know it all now. I'm just, so it yeah. just blew my mind. I was like, who is this guy? Like he knows so much. And if and there was something attractive about it to me, because I've always been interested in that kind of stuff too. And then how can you, it was cool because he wasn't like a, a spiritual person that's like un unground un ungrounded he was like rooted in business yeah so yeah i know what you mean no go ahead yeah i want to yeah so um I, w I listened to it and what i was doing at this point since 2017 i had been journaling and like i would print stuff out I, I would do anything just put it in the journal and stuff like that so keep that in mind but i listened to it and at the end he said if you want to learn more go to my website proctorgallagher.com and i like i wrote it down and i went on their website I, I, well, I first took up with that a notebook, an old notebook. I'm, I'm remembering as I go here. Mm. Um, I haven't told the story in a while. 
I took out an old notebook. I pulled it out from under the desk after it ended. And I pulled out the page, and it was I just opened it to a random page to write down their website. And it was funny because I opened it to a page, and there was something I printed from like two years earlier, a quote from Twitter from Bob Proctor. Really? So I literally like opened, I listened to him, opened it, and he was right there. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't think of anything of it, but looking back, I was like, that's kind of strange. Call them, go on a call with them, and you know, you're going to learn from Bob, all these things, Bob Proctor coaching, and high ticket programs, whatever it was, eight grand, eight grand or something. And I didn't have any money. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, can I do a payment plan? Yeah. <laughs> Figure that out. And um, I remember people around me weren't that supportive. Like some people cry, why would you do this? And that's horrid. And who is this Bob guy? Like, like he's scamming you. Stole your money. <laughs> yeah, all that crap, right? All that bullshit. Um, but anyways, what I did is what they say in there, and this is something I live by now, is, is you, have to get, you have to get down what you really want to be, do, and have. Write it on paper and be very detailed about it. That's the first step. And, that, and that's asking. That's even in the Bible and stuff, right? But it's the truth. You've got to get it down and know exactly because how are you going to receive that? If you go on Amazon and you type in a book you want, you place the order, it will come. But most people don't know what they want or they're limiting themselves or they don't write it down or they don't use auto-suggestion, which is repetition and emotion to, to receive that. We'll get into that. But anyways, so what I did is I printed out. The whole point I did this, I wanted to talk to Bob. You know, it's kind of like that. Like, oh, I think I can talk to Bob. It turns out to talk to Bob is like 250K for six months to meet with them for like an hour a month. And it's limited. He learns to like limited people. So it's, it's basically for me at 20, now I think I was 26. It's like pr pretty much impossible to have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with this guy unless you're his family or like his business partner and stuff. So keep that in mind. But I printed out, I was following the principles in the program. I was, I was so studious, right? Studying like four hours a day and um, I ended up leaving my job around that time too so I could go all in on my business. And I was helping people with like the habits and stuff. I didn't have any paid clients yet. But what I did is I uh, photoshopped a picture. Bob would always wear a suit, an old guy in a suit. And then I, I had one of me like in a suit. I cropped it and I put it next to him. We were in a library. It was just me and Bob. I put it on the screensaver of my phone. I put it next to my, I put it all around my house, my apartment, like everywhere. Just a picture of me, Bob. Because that's what he said to do. He said, just, just put that there, emotionalize it, internalize it, and then let go of the how. And it will happen. And that's right. the key that most people don't do. Or they they don't they they don't actually believe it right on a, on a subconscious level so anyways i went through the program i'm paying i'm learning i studied all the programs and then around a few months later on summertime one of my friends messaged me and she's like there's this um this weekend online event that bob's hosting some group she's like you should join and maybe you can ask him a question and I was like, you know i always respect these guys but i didn't see any of these you know tony bob all them i, I they're still human like right. Some people are like, oh, they're gods. I don't see them that way. They're humans that just took action, had consistency, and had the success mindset. But anyways, she kept asking me one time, two, two. I'm like, no, like, leave me alone. I'm focused on this program because I've learned to just if you focus on one thing, all that I can, and let it get that grow, and then you can move on instead of scattered. And that's right. why most people fail. Um, so she kept asking me, and she asked me like six times, man, and I was just like, it was like $13. It wasn't even about the money. But I was like, okay, if she's asking me so many times, like, there has to be something here. Like she, she's relentless. Mm -hmm. So I went on the event. Um, you know, nothing really happened, Bob. I did ask a question, but it wasn't anything important. But what happened the next day? It was Sunday. The, his company put out an email. Whoever signs up the most people for the next event or whatever um, will win a free call with Bob. And I go, oh, I didn't know anything about mar at marketing or sales at this point. 
but I go, I'm going to win this. I was like, I'm going to talk to Bob. I'm going to win this event. I had no idea how. So what I did is it was $13 for two weeks and then you can quit. So I, I messaged all my friends. I called all my friends. I messaged everyone I knew. And I just said, hey, I need to talk to Bob. <laughs> um, can you sign up for this? And it, I can just Venmo you the $13. So I kind of, they don't even know this. I never, I never told this um they thought I was good at sales. <laughs> yeah. So I signed up. I ended up, the week went down. I signed up, you know, five, 10 people, 13 people. End of the week comes. Dana Silvestri won the contest. What? <laughs> so That's crazy. So his personal assistant reaches out. Hey, like, you got, you got to win in a conversation with Bob Proctor. That's crazy. So I'm like, you know, 26 years old. Like, this is the guy I just saw on the podcast. This is the guy that they charge all that money for. And now I have a conversation with him. Am I gonna embrace what? What is this even about? Why yeah. is this happening? Am I gonna embrace this opportunity? And I was going through a lot too, because like this was during COVID. My grandma like passed away in March and stuff, so it was like a, a very uh, complicated time. You know, the job stuff came to an end, and I was growing the business. So so much stuff going on. So anyways, um, I asked myself like, what do I want to talk to? I just you know what? I'm just gonna wing it. Like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So I go on, and I'm talking to him, and. Was this over Zoom or was this in person? Zoom. Yeah. Because it was COVID time. Okay, so gotcha. So it was just me and him on Zoom though, still. I gotcha. Yeah. And we, um, I'm talking to him and stuff like that. And basically it gets, how can I help you, Dana? I was like, I just want to be connected with like who you're connected to and learn like what you learned. And then he's like, he has a consultant program. And he said, all right, well, you should basically like join this program. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, um, you know, it's thirty three thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm already in your Bob Proctor coaching. I can't do that. Yeah. And then it's the whole thing. If you if you haven't made a decision to do it, if you make a decision to it, the money will always come. Right. Right. Like I got to make a decision to do this. And I said, you know what? I said, you know what? You're right. And he said, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. So basically, the consultant program you sell his programs, like a thinking thinking to result program, and um, and then you have something to sell and then you can kind of coach people through it on a six month process or something. So, um, he gifted me cause I was 26. He started his business when he was 26. So he gifted me, which he's not supposed to do. He gifted me the program and started me as a consultant in the program, which he's never done to anyone. He said, I, can, I know you're gonna make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. I believe in you. You're 26 years old. I started when I was 26. He said, all you gotta do is come up with $6,000 in, uh, in um, the next five weeks. I mean, $5,000 in the next five weeks. And something that came out, I, and that was like impossible at this time. I had no skills in marketing and sales. And then I said, I'll come up with 6,000. And he was like, what? No idea how I was going to do it. But long story short, I ended up earning, um, so I needed to come up with 6,000, but then the down payment for it was 10,000. 10, long story short, I ended up um, earning 6,000 through my business like in the next five weeks. And I was still $4,000 short. I went home for like, I think it was like at my birthday or something or some sort of event. Maybe it was Christmas. Um, and my, my mom passes out these envelopes. So keep in mind, I earned 6000 need $4,000 more to get the down payment. And I go, what is this for? She goes, it's from your grandma. And keep in mind, my grandma passed away um, last, the March before. And I opened the envelope and guess how much money it was? $4,000. No shit. The exact amount that I needed for the down payment for the Bob thing. <laughs> That's crazy. And I lay like, they didn't know, but I had like, I had chills through my whole body and I was like, and I really needed this money. I was like, I can bank it and like be safe or I can put it all into the program. And I took all the, 
the whole 10,000, put it right in. Right into the program? Right into the program. Um, and that ended up, I ended up making hundreds of thousands of dollars just after that in the next year and a half. Selling his program, basically? So basically what happens is... Um, Here, hold on one second. Is like, should I keep my mouth more this way? Is it oh, you're good, bro. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to... Oh, shit. Let's see. Just wanted to check the camera real quick, but go ahead, bro. Yeah. Keep going. So, bas so basically, Bob had 60 years of experience, like with all this um, human growth expert, like nature's laws, universal laws. It's a lot of people don't know about, and that's why they're not doing well in life. Um, and it's also based on the book Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. So it's all proven principles, mindset, attitude, foundational things for like um, how to think. Um, he talks in frequencies, and it's really your level of thinking, how you can attract things into your life, and everything like that based on his mentor, Earl Nightingale, radio broadcaster in the 60s and 70s, everything like that. So what I would do is I would be given a product, a program that gave me like, oh, I could leverage his name basically. And then I could sell that, coach people through it, and, and they would also coach me. So it's kind of like you're, you're buying a partnership. Yeah, so like they're, they're giving you, I guess, like material to, to, to coach people with and also coach you on, on your coaching you know, ability, I guess you could say. Yeah, when I didn't have any experience. That's at this awesome. Point, yeah. I only had two clients um, paying me a couple hundreds, a couple hundred dollars. And that was kind of was that kind of like your foundation for what you do now? Would you say? So I still do that. Like I still teach his concepts and okay. bring people through that. That's like one of my businesses. Okay, gotcha. And they get a they get a percentage, and then um, my other one is helping them build, take the knowledge or build a coaching business online. You know, marketing, sales, creating a course. And then helping other people, so so I do both. Those are my two things I do right now. That's awesome, bro. Um, what was like? Who was your first client? How was it, like? How was the experience coaching your first client, like officially? First paid client? Yeah. Well, well let me tell you this: is twenty twenty. I think it was August, and I never coached anyone. Coached anyone. I don't even like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. It was so scary, and half the time I was like, "Thank God I'm not coaching anyone." Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how to. Like, what am I going to coach them on? Um, but what I did is I put out like a social media post and it said, uh, I'm looking to work with, um, 10 people for free. This is in 2020 before I had any experience, by the way, 10 people for free for the next 30 days in exchange for a video and a written testimonial. And that was like, like, I, I just, at least I would work with people and feel like I'm making progress in life. And what was the uh, coaching? Was it like mainly uh, mindset, business, fitness? Like, what was it? What was, what was the coaching about? There was, there was nothing. There was nothing. It wasn't about anything. It was just. It was like accountability, okay. mindset, and habits, but there was no structure to it. Okay. It was kind of like they fill up a form and they go on the call. Like, I didn't you were any, doing it for free, you said, right? As long as. Well, I was doing it for a testimonial. Right. I wanted, okay. I yeah. wanted to then showcase those on social media and show people that like I could help people. Right. I got you. So, I got you. So out of the ten, I think actually nine people. I, I took on nine, um, and then out of the nine, I realized the last week I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta ask them to pay me. And I was terrified because I never asked anyone to pay me anything. I didn't even think I was worthy of getting paid anything. So at the end, I just I didn't again. I didn't have mentors for this. So I'd be like. Did you have a good time in the coaching? <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Do you want to, I, I created something just for you. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, sure, okay. And I give them like three options. And um, two people started, one person signed up for 500 a month, one signed up for 300. And those are my first two clients. Gotcha. So that's like, I just worked with them for a couple months after that. But that, that was huge because it showed me that everything that people were telling me was now, it was real. Right. Like when that hit my account, it wasn't because it was a lot of money or I was just looking at it and I was like, 
Is this real? Like yeah, this is real. Yeah, five hundred a month. You can actually do that. Like, yeah, it gave you that confirmation, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So when clients like now, when I help them get it, like I just had um, Sarah. She just got her first client for her, for six hundred or whatever, and now she's like, it's so it's so impactful because that's a paradigm shift right there. It's taking you from oh, I'm reading this in a book, I'm learning about it, seeing people talk about it, to I just did this. And that means I can do it again. So that yeah, the first clients were were powerful for me and for them. Yeah, bro. Let's 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 shift gears a little bit. Let's let's talk about the power of of social media. Something I've been interested in for ever since I started the podcast. Really, I mean that's why I started the podcast. But one thing that fascinates me with social media, and it's kind of a realization I've had over the past year, because a major way I like I've um, started you know my own personal development journey and, and tried to you know improve. And one of the things that's helped me along that path is is other people who have put out content, put out stuff on social media, you know, we already talked about a lot of those guys, but there's plenty more who I've been able to listen to and have the blessing of, you know, be able to listen to this knowledge and stuff. And um, just the power of being able to put out your own message and in your own voice and who you are in your own unique way, it attracts people to you who are who are looking for that message, you know what I mean? And so talk about that, bro. Like, what's your experience with social media and, and start with like, when did you start putting out content? And how was that? You know what I mean? Because I mean, I'm sure, I mean, what's your overall opinion on social media? Let's start with that, I guess. Because obviously, I mean, it's a pretty powerful, some people hate it, some people love it, some people are addicted, you know what I mean? So it's, I'm just curious what your take on, on it as a whole is. Yeah, uh, it's a tool. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, it's how you use it. It's like a gun. It's like anything else. It's the person behind it. If you're not, if you don't educate yourself on how to use it for you and, and you become a consumer of it and, and it will take you and it will release dopamine in your head and get you addicted. But if you educate yourself, and it's not—it's been the age of information for a decade, so you can. Um, but I think I think the way that I use it and the opportunity that we have now, currently, and even it's not too late to get in. Um, it's it can be extremely impactful and it can help a lot of people. But also, it's the algorithm. So if you're liking politics and and all that garbage and you're planting seeds of, of negative things, then it will show up on your feed as well. So I think everybody has a choice and. Like my choice is to put out business stuff, entrepreneur stuff, travel stuff, showcase myself in an authentic way, inspire people with social media. So I don't see it as a negative thing at all. It, it's, it's, it's in the beholder and um, being aware of how you're using it and how you can utilize it to help other people. And you can make money. You can build a business on there. Um, but yeah, I think it's in the eye of the person behind it, just like anything else. Like if you look at the base of anything, we have a mind, you can call it spirit, you can call it energy, consciousness, whatever, but you're the one clicking the buttons on it. You're the one doing it this way. And of course, social media underneath it has, you know, Facebook and stuff, make money off ads. And it's, it is, uh, what's that? The social, not social line. Is that what it's social called? network? The social, social dilemma. dilemma. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like they have you click on things and they re-show you the things that you like and it's all that. It's a business. That. Yeah. So it's mm. a business just like America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the people don't know. Um, it's a business, so you, you can be part of it to influence people and help them in a positive way, or you can be used by it. Right. Um, so what I teach people is something called like hyper-attraction marketing. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't um, even know. I don't know what that is, so yeah, go ahead. So Bob Proctor taught me the paradigm shift. Okay, a paradigm is a mental program that has exclusive control over your habitual way of thinking. We think or it's our subconscious mind. It controls 95% of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, everything that we do in our life, the amount of money we earn how we talk to people, how we think, how we walk ourselves. It controls everything. And that's on the subconscious level. I'm going to go grab this real quick. 
That's a, <clears throat> so that's on a subconscious level. And most people aren't aware of that. And your subconscious mind is actually, it's, it's some people will say debatably, but it might, it's whatever you believe is the truth, I believe, for you. So it's hooked up to the universe. So whatever you put in there is going to be mirrored back to you, or it's going to be attracted to you like a magnet into your life, because that's what energy does. You could call it the base of everything is either it's energy, which is in science, or it's spirit, which is religion, it's the theology, essentially, right? But there's certain, like we talked about before, there's universal laws that control everything that most people don't know why they don't study them because they run everything. So if you, it's like going with the flow of a river or not. So hyper-attraction marketing is combining the paradigm shift, the mindset, the law of attraction, all of that, those laws with um, marketing to make it fun and to be authentic with it. You know, you're not, it's the whole thing, um, Bob says to act as if technique. It's not the faking it to you, make it. Because the figure to make it means that you're not it. To act as if is you just are being it. So you are it. And that's when you attract it back to you. Okay? So you have to become that. So what I teach my clients and I tell other people to do, you don't even have to have a business. I just go and do cool things and I grow and I focus. Okay, I can go to this networking thing. I can go on a hike. I can go travel. I can go for a walk down the street. And I can just snap a selfie. I can take a video. I can do that. And I can post that. And I can talk about my realization. So... I further cement that into my mind. I learn, I influence people, I inspire people. They learn about me, I attract my tribe. And it's easy, it's flawless, and it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm, it's hard because I'm just posting what I'm doing. So hyper-attraction marketing is basically combining um, universal laws and um, all, the mindset, all, all of this stuff with your marketing and with social media. Would you say, is that like a good way to kind of put it? Yeah, organically, so not with paid. So organically... Um, you're just sharing your life and doing an authentic way and doing it from where you are. Like in 2020, I wasn't traveling the world. It was COVID, but I was still, I, would, I could take a picture of a book and tell about it. I could, I would read something and reframe it in my own way. So people are always like, well, Dana, I haven't, you know, I'm not traveling around like you. My life's not as cool. That's just an excuse because you, you're just scared to post online. I heard somebody, not sorry to interrupt. I heard somebody say um, <clears throat> a great, a really a really interesting way to like to do your content is to basically almost talk to yourself like t like talk to yourself as if you're, as if you were teaching your past self um you know as as you're going through life you know what i mean i guess if that makes sense well people say like your ideal client is who you were um 6 there. months a year ago or 2 years ago or something like that yeah um so yeah you you can do that it's a good strategy but it's really just like to get out there and then there's all advanced strategies go that go behind it but um, the way that what it basically comes down to is, is to authentically share your life and you'll attract your tribe. And now in, in the day and age of social media is like so many people are trying to be what they're not or they're posting things that aren't a reflection of who they are. And that's a mistake. It's because they don't know who they are. But the thing is, even if they build a following that way, they're going to be miserable because I teach people not just achievement, but fulfillment. You know, everyone wants to have millions of dollars and have a nice car and stuff like that but what happens when you get all that and you feel like you, you're missing something that's the fulfillment aspect that's the spiritual side what so, do you what do you tell somebody who who doesn't know who they are and like who doesn't know how to be authentic or is struggling with with that like how do you how do you um how do you become in tune with that like who am i like who you know what i'm saying how do you how do you help people how do you help somebody solve that problem i guess study yeah study and travel i would say self-awareness i mean i guess that's a key to it is the key I don't chase money. I, I chase awareness. So the more awareness that you have, the more that you know, the more understanding you have about something, you'll learn more about yourself. 
So for example, I have people create like a mission statement. It's a vision for your life in all the areas, you know, finances, career, relationships, uh, vacations, family, social life, all your areas. And you just write like, you start off with like a little sentence, how, but you, it's how you would like it to be, you know, that ideally, like your dream situation. Another way of putting it, instead of finding yourself, you create yourself. You create yourself yeah. by doing that. And in the process, you, you kind of fill in the gaps of, of what works for you and what doesn't. Right. But you just start that journey and then you discover that. But the thing is, as you find yourself, you lose yourself and you lose your identity and you recreate it. And it, so it's, it's um, how fast you want to do that process. So like I could, you know, I could be the someone, I was someone that was scared of speaking. I didn't think I could speak at all. I could never do a podcast. But then what I do, I did stand up. I did improv comedy. I did five day events. I spoke on stages. And then all of a sudden my identity is now, wow, I can speak. I'm an amazing, confident public speaker. I inspire people. What changed? So I changed my identity, your self-image, your self-concept, your paradigm. Traveling, get shipped off to Bali, don't know what you're doing, five months there, figure it out. You yeah. don't have to be that intense, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is you, the more you discover, the more you kind of undo um, what you learned, and then you can kind of figure out like, what works for you, but you're constantly like a, like a project. You're constantly finding out who you are for your whole life. Anyone that's like, oh, I know who I am, you really don't, because that means you're just not growing anymore. If you're growing... You're altering that self-image. You're altering that self-concept. You're, you're altering how you view yourself. And that's what that, that, that vision that I write down, I'm constantly adding to that. It started out, it was three minutes. I record it in 2017, and then it was 10 minutes, right, recorded. And then it was 20, and now it's 32 minutes long. Right. And it just it's everything that's happening. And most of the stuff that's, you know, all the places, the Mayan temples, Egypt, Bali was all on there, the online business, speaking on all that stuff. Not all of it has came true yet. It will. But um, a lot of it's came true just by knowing that I listen to that daily. I, I re use repetition, emotion, and that impresses your subconscious mind and your paradigm. So then whatever is in that is how you behave. And, and the biggest thing that we as humans is we want to reflect with ourselves who we think we are. So mm. if you can create that in an authentic way, it's coming from your soul. It's not like looking at money. I want, you know, it has to come from your spirit and your soul. And then that would tell you how to act. Right. Even with the limiting beliefs. Because I, I did want to do the stuff that I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. or, or to speak. I did want to do that. But if you told me that in 2017, I would say, get, you know, get away from me, man. I'm just trying to do my 9 to 5. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your experience in 9 to 5? I know I, I saw a little post you made. Um, what was your experience in the 9 to 5 and just the whole, the whole thing? Jail or the 9 to 5? <laughs> no, I got arrested sometimes, too. Oh, so yeah, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Bad boy. Yeah. Um, you brought up. I have a. You brought up. You want me to answer that though? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, I think it's not for some people. Um, it's like security and comfort. I think you're trading your life. You sleep one third of your life, and then you work one third of your life. If you're an entrepreneur, you might work a little more than that. So you're. It's you're, what Bob would always tell me is you're trading your life for what you do. And most people are like, oh, this is this worthy of me. You know, am I able I to do that, this? Yeah. No, you choose something because work isn't just about earning money. It's, it's what you do. You, you, you should love what you do so you don't feel like you're working. I don't, I haven't felt like I've been working since 2020. And people, how do you work so hard? I don't work. I just, I just post stuff online and help people. I love that, bro. Um, so it was too confined. It was too fear-based. And maybe I had a bad experience in the nine to five, but I was underpaid. I was underappreciated. I worked 65 hours a week and that just caused me, it was a blessing and a curse. It caused me to say, 
six months in, um, find a way out. So it came down to every single, I stopped partying, I stopped going out with my friends. I focused for years, man. And every second was figuring out a way just to get an inch closer to my escape. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, for me, it's, it's been like a paradigm shift, I guess, because it's interesting in our society. It's like we're, we're kind of conditioned to look at how, how can we fit into a certain career, right? Like how, how can I fit into a certain career instead of looking at it like how can I fit a career into me? Like how can I design a career around, around who I am, you know what I'm saying, and around my interests and my passions and, and what, how I see the world instead of like instead of looking at it like, oh, you know, I got to go to school and I got to get this, um, re- you know, requirement or, or this degree and then I got to go interview for this position. And, and that's, that's the fascinating thing about entrepreneurship and, and being able to talk with people like yourself is just like learning how to, how to do, how do you design a, a career around who you are and like op- really optimize your lifestyle? Like, I guess kind of think with the end in mind, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to explain this on the spot, you know, but it's kind of a, a recent realization, like, how do I want my life to look like? What, what, what am I passionate about? And how can I I'll design my career around that instead of how do I fit into this career or that career, if that makes sense. But it's just, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just been a paradigm shift for me. What, for, for I, would, the, I would map out with your imagination. Imagination is huge. It shouldn't be suppressed. It should be utilized. Most people are using it the wrong way. They look and they go, you know, what if this doesn't work out? That's the what if game, I call it. You want to play the, the game the right way. What if it does? What if it turns out better than before? But then the how comes. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, if you had the level of awareness to know how, you would have, you would have done it already. Right. So as you go on your journey, you discover the how. People, places will come at the right time. The money will come at the right time. And it's really it's faith based on an understanding of these universal laws. So you really have to live that and see the synchronicities and the sign around you to believe it because a lot of people read it. But if you map out your vision of your life, then you can go. What happened to me is I mapped. That's exactly what I did. I sat, I sat on a ski lift in Worcester, Massachusetts in the summertime. I took out a notebook and I mapped out a vision for my life. And out of that, I picked a goal. And I was like, whoa. And it was, a, it was a, you know, the universe of God, abundance. You can have whatever you want. There's other people doing it. Aim high. Right? It's not, we're, not, we should, we're not limited. We're, we're, we're unlimited, really. Right? Except for our physical, our physical limitations. Um, we're spiritual beings. That's what I'm saying. We, we exist on um, spiritual plane, intellectual, emotional, and physical levels. So what I did is I mapped that out, and then I said, to live this vision, I can't do that in a nine-to-five. So am Dude. I going to sacrifice my own soul, basically? Like, am I going to go waste my time to go do this nine-to-five that I can't even get what I want in life? Or am I going to make a change now? And that's all I did. So that's the first step is doing that. And then the second step is to take action on that because a lot of people will avoid that. So people are avoiding that, you know, I have to go to work. Um, the one I hate, I'm living, I'm living the dream. How are you? I'm living the dream. I heard that today. He was in the polar plunge. So. <laughs> yeah. You brought up, uh, you brought up universal laws. And um, for anybody who maybe hasn't heard about that, it, I, I came across it uh, in high school, like senior year of high school, right around the time I watched that Bob Proctor video. Um, but I remember in high school, um, I used to, I used to look at the world and, and think that if, that the world was governed by people, that the world was governed by laws that were created by the government and, and blah, blah, blah. And for example, if I stole something and I didn't get caught with it, then I'm off the hook, right? But I came across universal laws and I realized that it, it's not humans that are governing me and, and the world. It's, it's something greater than all that. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you don't get caught doing something bad. Like at the end of the day, you're going to know what you did regardless of if you get caught or not because there's there's something higher guiding us and there's there's universal laws, you know what I mean? So 
talk about that. Talk about the universal laws and, and what that means for you and how, how that's helped your life. Yeah, well, go watch the movie The Secret, but The Secret doesn't do justice to them all. It talks about the law of attraction. That's kind of like, and there's a lot of marketers that run with this. They have no idea how to, you know, they're just, they're just trying to make money. You know, use the law of attraction to create your life that you want. Um, it's a lifestyle. So there's a lot, first off, it's not the law, it's a secondary law, the law of attraction. The first law is the law of vibration. Everything vibrates at a different rate and frequency. And what something vibrates at is attracted back to it. So everything is moving and, and it's proven by science and like quantum physics and stuff like that. And then the law of attraction pivots off of that, off of the everything is energy, everything vibrates at a certain rate and frequency. So the other cool part is that your thinking does. Thoughts are the most powerful things in the universe. Like you could project a thought out and that's what you do with your vision and your goal. And you can connect a goal exists on a frequency, is a level of vibration. So if you think right now, think of something you want, you're gonna go on a thought trip and connect to it, right? You can kind of feel that, your emotions will change, how you feel will change and stuff like that. So if you could remain on that frequency and that thought pattern or that level of thinking or awareness, however you wanna call it, they're all saying the same thing. It's just how woo-woo you wanna be about it. And then you can remain on that and act at, as if the person who has already achieved that on a daily basis the only thing that's stopping you is time, as long as you act with your intuition and stuff. So there's the law of vibration, law of attraction, law of polarity, which is the law of opposites. The sun comes out, it goes down at night. The ocean comes out, you know, it goes low tide, high tide. If I ask a question, there's an answer. So if you ever have a question to ask and you ask yourself in your head, there's gonna, an answer will come. So you can utilize these, word, these in, in specific ways. Um, so those are like, those are some of the, the main ones that I utilize and then you can kind of, uh, the, the, the analogy I like to use is the river. Like most people are trying to like force and row up the river and the, the, the stream's coming this way and they can make it that way. You can make, you can make money that way, you can have success that way, but it's gonna be tough. What if you just threw those aside and you just rolled with it? Those are the laws that just guides you. The next step will come, the person will come. But that's, that sounds terrifying as I describe it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, man, it's fascinating. And um, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about it's just weird because you don't really learn about any of this stuff in school, anything like that. And I always wonder why. Like, I've had this conversation on the podcast before. Like, why don't we learn about spirituality, the laws of the universe, law of attraction, things like that in school? Have you ever, like, thought about that? I mean, do you think it's designed that way or, or do you think it's just the people who run the school system just don't know about it? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just curious what your opinion is on that. I guess maybe maybe there are some schools that teach it, but I, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody. Um, there's a lot of things in school that are not taught, the universal laws, um, like meditation, well-being, how to make a decision, taxes, money. All the important stuff almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I personally believe um, the school system is a system, obviously. So it's meant to create certain people. It's meant to create employees to go work for someone else. So it's your job to go out and, and learn about these things. Before it was books, the library, um, Bob would have a cassette player, you know, crazy stuff like that. They go really out of their way. Now you can go online, you can search things, you can buy programs, you can, um, I have a Kindle that I can buy programs on, I mean, I can buy books from. So I, I debatably, like, yeah, it could be set up that way to control people, sure. Um, but I don't know, I don't know all the answers. So all I know is that we each are extremely powerful and the only way that we're not powerful is if we believe we're not. So the more that you learn about yourself and you learn about these things and then you can test them, gain some knowledge, put, apply it, 
see something, see a synchronicity, like I printed out the thing with Bob and then I end up on a call with him. Is that a coincidence? Some people will say yes. I don't think so. I have about, I could probably talk about 20 or 30 of those if I thought about it. Different things that just happened to come together at exactly the right time with the right people for the right reason and everything like that. So um, I, I would just be very careful of the information that you take in and who you're getting it from. But uh, I do believe nothing's coincidence. So I believe um, the, the school, schooling and stuff like that, it's outdated. It needs to be updated. They're missing so many important things. But the, the thing is we can learn about that. And the other thing that people should learn is about their mind, how to, how to utilize their mind to create what they want into their life because that's all you have is the mind. It all starts there. Okay, if you, if I believe that we can create anything that we want in our life, I truly do. So if I'm sitting here doubting that I can get this result, it's, it's actually putting me into a lack mindset, which means I'll be on the frequency of lack, right? So I'll attract more of that into my life. If I'm worried about paying the bills and where the next client's gonna come from, I'm actually solidifying me not getting another client, okay? So it's like that, it's, it's that type of thing. So you have to pick what you believe in. Um, and, and I would choose to find mentors and people that think the way that you want to think and just listen to them and have faith in them. But I think the schooling needs a lot of work. Um, I don't have kids now. I don't know if I will have kids. If I do have kids, they will be homeschooled. Yeah. I think that's the, the direction like the future is going. I mean, I'm, I'm curious what your, what your take on it is. But, yeah, I think homeschooling is going to be a bigger thing. I think because of the Internet, because there's so much knowledge out there. You talked a little bit about it, like the age of information. I think that's where the like the future is going. I know for me, I definitely would love to homeschool my kids, maybe have like a tutor or something. But but, yeah, I just think like everything's becoming decentralized, like like media is becoming decentralized, like individuals now have their own media platforms and things like that. And, and I think school is going to like move in that direction as well. What do you think like where where all this is going? I mean, with like social media, with just big picture wise, I'm just curious what you're like, where do you see everything going? I mean, obviously nobody knows, but. That's a big one. Um, <laughs> I think it, things are going where the, the collective, where the most people think they will go. I think yeah. that's how things function. So whatever the majority of people are thinking will happen, if that makes sense in some way. Um, so like the news and all that, like the first thing is stop watching the news, stop watching the politics, the vaccine stuff, like all that, because it's just, it's just garbage. Yeah, it's just it's just putting like a virus. It's really taking your when I talked about the, the paradigm and putting a virus code right into your mind, and then it will grow, and you're watering that. Mm -hmm. um, so be smart enough to find your own things. But I think I think like we mentioned earlier, like the kids growing up in a world of um, well, there's no masks right now, I don't think, but in a world of like COVID and crazy, yeah. Um, all that other stuff that's going on. Yeah, crazy. Like, it's just nuts. Like, if I, like, my, my brother just had three boys and they're growing up, they have, like, you know, they can use iPads at, like, age four. And, like, I'm like, what is going on? So, a lot is going to change, but that makes me even more inspired. Like, you said, you want to impact a uh, younger generation. So, in 10 years from now, I'll be almost 40. And that means someone that's 15 right now will be 25. So those people would have grown up in that. So I'll be, or you would be a voice of influence for those people. So I think like the major thing is, is to keep putting out messages like we're doing, like yeah. put information like this. And, and I do believe people have the choice. Like it could be hard, but at the end of the day, me and you, we made a choice to, to be on here today. We made a choice to follow certain accounts, to get a book. So everybody has a choice. Um, I don't think 
you know, unfortunately, not everyone's going to be like saved, you know. Mm. But I think there's there is a there's, a there's a reason some people are meant to spiritually have their path and they can listen and follow that destiny or whatever free will. And other people um, will never wake up to things. But I think I think I think what I'm getting at is, yeah, something needs to happen to help the younger people because yeah, the younger people will become old. Yeah, man. I know for me, like, uh, I don't have kids, uh, but I have a niece and a nephew. Um, my niece just turned nine. My nephew's five. And I look at them and I'm, and I, I see that, you know, in five, and even in three, five years, they're, they're going to be on these platforms. They're going to be on social media. And I, I think about, you know, I, I see a lot of kids, everybody's on it all the time, TikTok, the whole, the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, you, you worry about, you know, what are they going to see on there? How are they, how is it going to affect them? You know, my niece is, you know, going to be a teenage girl and what's, what's she going to see on there? See all these chicks on, you know, here half naked, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff goes through my head and I'm like, I, I guess I kind of looked at it like, man, if if I'm going to use these platforms, I want to try to use it for something productive, something positive, try to set a good example for them. That way, when they're 15, 20 years old, they can look at their uncle and like go see what he's fucking talking about. And maybe mm. it maybe it helps them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that's been a huge, I guess, motivation for me to try to start putting out stuff and start doing a podcast and, you know, the, the younger generations, you know, because I remember when I was 16, 17, like this is how I learn so much about just personal development, universal laws. A lot of the stuff you're talking about is because other people who are a lot older than me did that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I definitely I love a lot of the stuff we're talking about, bro. When did, how long have you been in fitness, bro? You're in great shape. I mean, when did you start taking your fitness seriously and just health and fitness as a whole? I mean, that's a huge passion of mine. Obviously, the podcast is kind of named after that, you know, fitness and stuff. So, yeah, when did you, you kind of get down that path as far as, like, fitness diet all that kind of stuff and what are yeah. maybe, maybe some of the stuff you do on, on regular well my family brought me up in sports and stuff which was great i mean i was a very shy kid and it helped me that way but there was like when i was 16 there was two paradigm shifting or mindset shifting activities i lost my aunt and uncle to cancer um the sorry about that man two times in i think 12, 12 months or 13 months like in the same year and i didn't know at the time and it caused me to be like i didn't really understand what happened like what you know i'm 16 and just a sophomore in high school and very close to them and like they're gone you know i mean obviously it was we, we knew so it wasn't like overnight i lost other people that way too but um it caused me to think about okay i'm gonna make sure my diet's good i'm gonna make sure i'm working out i'm gonna get in shape this is never gonna happen to me i'm gonna care about my wellness so i was like 130 and 16 i, I went up to 175 just from working out yeah i gained 30 pounds that's of crazy muscle. i'm not kidding like yeah yeah I, I graduated high school at like 160 pounds so yeah i'd like put on and i was like freaking ripped and i was like I think but I didn't, at the time I didn't know it was because of that. So that like kind of caused that. And that's all I've always led with that. And it became a thing of, of working out. So, you know, it's 16 to now I've, I go to the gym all the time and stuff, but now we, sometimes we forget about how important it is. So now I'm starting to plan for like longevity for older. Cause I'm hanging out with a lot of people in their forties and fifties. A lot of my clients are older than mine. Not all of them. Most of them are older than me. So I kind of see the concern. What's the concern when you get older health, and it's because you didn't take care of it now. So my mindset is always like, you know, go to the gym if you don't feel like it, like that type of stuff. But the thing is, there's an issue with that because at a certain point, I start to work out and I'm sore and I, then I can't think and then it impacts my business. Um, and then I have like, like, I need like a break. So my whole thing now is I'm focusing more on resting, recovering, letting go and not needing the gym, but stacking it on top of who I am. So like we, but like we said before, find out who you are. 
like, like I'm good who I am. Like I'm, I'm authentic. I'm, I'm powerful. I'm confident. And then I can stack the gym on here. I can stack my coffee on there. I can stack the car on there. I can stack travel on top of my foundation. So if you took all my clothes, if you took everything I own, I'm, I, I'm still have my core when most people don't have that. They, they put their identity towards the gym or they put their identity towards yeah. a, a material thing. So what happens if you lose that? What happens if you get sick, you lose everything. I do. I do worry about that for myself. Um, because I am super passionate about fitness and working out and all that stuff, hitting the gym, being disciplined, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I do, I do sometimes worry, am I, am I attaching myself too much to it? You know what I mean? And, and what if it did get taken away from me? Like, who am I now? You know what I mean? Like, because I, it's become, it has become a part of my identity. You know what I mean? So I definitely think, I mean, there's balance. It's got to be balanced to everything. You know, you can, it doesn't matter what, what it is. There, there can always be, um, you know, too much of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. I mean, what what does your diet look like? I'm, I'm just curious. What, what is oh, your... I lost I lost my smell and taste two and a half years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so how's that? How's that like mess things up or whatever? It's probably the biggest uh, one of the, one of the really, most challenging. You don't have any taste or anything for two and a half years. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, by the way, I was building a business while going through that. It's not Did fun. that happen with COVID? Um, I was sick for two weeks. I never took COVID tests. I mean, I've had COVID like four times. Yeah, I got in the Africa when I backpacked Africa. I got COVID too, but. Um, I didn't tell you about that, but um, I lost it in 2021, and I never got it back. My smell and taste. My smell's coming back a little bit. So imagine that's like probably been one of the biggest challenges. It's still going on right now. Like traveling, no, you can't taste anything. Going on dates, you're paying, you know, you're paying money. I got I got an $80 steak one time, and I couldn't taste it. That's crazy, bro. So um, yeah, that's been very tough. So to answer your question, my diet is boring. It's eggs and chicken, and I just implemented some rice and greens mix and it, it's bland coffee and dark chocolate and nuts and sweet potato um it's clean okay yeah so yeah i mean basically just um like lean, lean meats and like fish and things like that well just, it doesn't matter i can't taste it right yeah yeah i got you bro um let's finish it off with this what's like if you could recommend three books to somebody are you pretty i'm sure you're a pretty big reader i'm, I'm assuming if you could mention, if you could, I, was, I wasn't until 2020. If you could recommend three books to somebody, 2017. Yeah. What would you recommend? Someone that's like looking, like what's their what's just, their outcome? They're just they've never read a book before, just how to improve their life. They never like, read a book. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Maybe your three favorites. Whatever. Just curious. I don't have favorites of everything actually. No. Anything. <laughs> okay. Well, what would you recommend? Think and grow rich. Three? Obviously, Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich, but. If they have no exposure to stuff, they might be like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> so fear warning. Um, number one, um, another book would be, let me think about this. I like, I like, I like Bob's books, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I, Science, I don't think I've read, read his books. Science of Getting Rich by yeah. Wallace Waddles. Go watch the secret documentary. And there's also the book called The Secret. But I would start to really build your foundation with like mindset principles. Even my business, before I teach the business strategy of marketing and sales and stuff, it's, it's, it's the principles of mindset. So Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich by um, Wallace Waddles. One more. Check out some, <laughs> I don't know if this is the top book, but um, check out some, um, maybe some, I like David Goggins, but sometimes it's not, you know, yeah. it has to be the right mood. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're looking for someone to like, if you have a story, you've been through some pain and stuff like that, and you just need some, utilize your, some dark energy and 
masculine energy. Check out his story and know that you can break through. Yeah. But yeah, that, that kind of stumps me, actually. I should work <laughs> on that question. Oh, no, that's all good, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, those are, uh, my list would look pretty similar. Have you ever, um, The Way of the Superior Man? Have you ever listened to it? that? The Way of the Superior Man? I've recommended, I've asked that question to like a couple of people who have come on the, the podcast. And that's the one I recommend everybody's The Way of the Superior Man by David Dieta. Mm, I've heard of it, I think. Super, bro, mm. a paradigm shifting book. As far as like interpersonal relationships, masculine and feminine energy, how that balance works. Really? Yeah, dude. It's it, yeah, it's it's a it's a really good one, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I don't really got nothing else, nothing else planned. But I, I, I like I said, bro, I really appreciate you coming on here, and um, maybe yeah, maybe we can do this one another time in the future. Do an encore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, everyone should travel. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Too much. Let's ask. Let, let me ask you this. Are you are you good on time? Yeah. Okay, cool. What's your uh, top place you've ever traveled? You said you've been traveling for what, a couple years now? See, I'm complicated. When you say top place, you mean like place that I loved or like where I got the most growth? Let's, 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 let's go with this. Uh, most beautiful landscape, just most beautiful place you've ever been to. So I've traveled since this year. Let's say this year. Um, I, went to, I went to mostly underdeveloped countries. Okay. So I can't be like, hey, yeah, a top spot to go enjoy a cocktail, but... I went to Spain, I went to Barcelona, I went to Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt, Switzerland, um, Bali, Indonesia, Thailand, Australia. Um, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been over like 32 flights in the, the last nine months. That's awesome. It's a lot. I'm jealous, bro. Um, so the <laughs> top, top place, most beautiful. I mean, Switzerland is amazing, but I only had a layover there. I was okay. there for one night, so I didn't get to experience it, but I've heard it's really great things. So I've, I've done, I have, a tra I have a friend that does a lot of traveling, been over 55 countries, and typically the American, what they will do is go to Europe or go to, you know, Caribbean and maybe Mexico. But I, for some reason, went to all these underdeveloped countries because I want, like, awareness and growth out of it. So it's been more of, like, boot camps. Okay. Okay, it's been like, okay, we go to Africa and you have a backpack and I'm with him and you go in the the alleyways and you have to navigate yourself and there's all different beliefs with the people with different beliefs and religions around you and you feel like you're gonna you know they're gonna get rob you or you know stuff like that yeah it so can I be went, a little scary i'm sure you know yeah and i got covid and got investigated on the way back home and all this stuff so and then bali i ended up going for an entrepreneur retreat and i ended up staying for four and a half months really and that's a very spiritual place but it's, it's it's the opposite of here it's slowed down like this this wristband here reminds me to slow down because when I was in Bali there's a 12 hour time difference from the east coast time and I couldn't I, I, I really couldn't run my business I couldn't take sales calls but I just like there's so much resistance like if you want if you have expectations and they're not going that way or you have a blueprint for your life and it's not going that way you cause resistance within so I had a choice to make I had to have resistance and like suffer or almost like be in pain or I had to surrender so I said you know what? I'm just gonna you know let it all go no routines no, no agendas, no expectations. I ended up making more money in my business in Bali. Really? With, with doing less, which shifted my mind because I always thought you have to do more to make money. So then I learned about the concept, oh, letting go. Book, the book, have you heard of that book? Uh, by who? I don't, I, know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know authors. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's a yellow book. It's called Letting Go would be one of my top three books. And it's the opposite of Goggins. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you It's like, so interesting, yeah, how there's there's just two different like ways of looking at the world there's so many different ways of looking at the world but like there's like the letting go and then there's the grind till you fucking your feet fall off you know what i mean and i i guess the key is just finding the balance in that 
but then there's there's some people who say yeah like no balance for a period of time and then you can have balance and you know what i'm saying because like there is periods of time i'm sure you've experienced that in your business where like you do have to kind of have the foot on the pedal and, and grinding you know and then and then there's i guess there's times where you know you can kind of chill out a little bit I, but think, I think the truth is you can play the game how you want to play there you go yeah <laughs> but i like to i like you probably like to get work your ass off sometimes because it feels good yeah it does it does that's facts yeah you're right woman woman on the, on the other hand feminine energy doesn't like to do that <laughs> yeah so it's like how to i trust me the whole feminine masculine energy thing and working and stuff like that but but so I can do the letting go and probably have success. But for me, I'm ambitious. You know, I want to, I want to work my ass off some days. Some, like some, one day, one, one month I worked 36 days in a row for 12 hours. It was, don't do that. Yeah. Cause I burnt out really bad. Yeah. But yeah, so that Bali taught me the polarity, yeah. which a lot of people don't experience. So I put myself in an environment where I was forced to surrender to and let go and realize I can earn money and I can still live my life that way, but that's not what I want right now. So Bali was all about letting go, which that, that, that book teaches you that. And if you're someone that's like, you probably have a lot of listeners like that, they're hard work, do all that, that, this is the opposite. But if you can just read it and apply it, you can do both. I was, I was just going to ask you that. I was, I was going to ask, just ask you, do you think you can have both? Like, do you think you can have your nose to the grindstone, but also simultaneously kind of be detached? Like, I don't know how can you have both you think i think you kind of can it's a law 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 of, law of opposites says there's no dark without light right there's no hard work without non-hard work you can do both and i think the really skilled skilled people or um what's the word i'm looking for not skilled but the person that's really in tune with themselves can do both almost on command i can if i want to you know how people are like oh i'm so late i don't deal with the negative that's crap the law of attraction they say like oh if you think about a negative situation for like 18 seconds it's going to manifest into your life that's crap too. You're supposed to look at the negative and come up with a solution. Yeah. Not ignore it, right? You don't obviously you don't want to fester in it and attract that into your life. But like I, I'm aware there's there's dark energy, you know, in this light, right? I can go to the gym and I can fire off weights with my anger. I know I'm doing it. But the thing is that's temporary. If you bring that if you bring anger into your business, if you bring um, doubts, worries, anxieties or anything like that, you're not gonna be fulfilled. So we're talking about much more here. There's achievement, you can do that through hard work. But fulfillment has to come from those positive energies of like abundance, prosperity, and peace and happiness, which anger and stuff like that needs to be addressed for you to do that. So you can do both. I just don't think most people are aware of this at all. Like it's a huge topic. Actually, I want to, over the years, I want to help people with this too. Is is, you know, the masculine guy has to be a guy that, you know, eats burgers and lifts so much weights. But the spiritual guy has to be a feminine guy. It's not true. You know, I'm a spiritual guy. I can probably run faster and lift more weights than most people I know. So I want to make that more normalized for people as well. In integrating the two, kind of. Integrating the two. Yeah. Because think about that. If you're, if you're talking to someone and the type of work you work with people a lot, and if you're good with people, you understand yourself and you want to understand them. Expressions. We're all expressions of each other. We just have different uh, behaviors. Same nature. So when you're talking to someone and you like mirroring and matching and stuff like that, like certain like different techniques. Um, if I need to bring out feminine energy of nurturing with a woman or even a guy, like the guys, like we don't do that on the East coast. Like we don't hug each other. My family doesn't do that. That's like foreign, but then you come out to Bali, everyone's hugging each other and yeah. the guys have uh, ponytails and do headstands and stuff. So um, I think your ability to access, it's an energy thing to access hard work, light, dark, all that is, is like true power if you're aware of it if you ignore the dark it's going to come out in other ways you know alcohol and it's okay to drink something you know go drink if you want 
But if you're doing it and it's self-sabotaging you and it's making you feel like shit and it's affecting your business and stuff like that, it's negative. So you need to find outlets for the, these, the, the dark energy so it doesn't, the vices don't, unaware, come, they don't come out with, without you knowing. Yeah. And then the, the masculine and feminine, 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 the masculine and the feminine. I have clients, multi-millionaire woman, and, and they can't, other, others that they're really in their masculine, they're hustling, they're making money, but they can't get in a relationship with a guy. Right. You know why? Because they attract feminine guys. So if a masculine guy like me or you goes to them, we're not going to get along with them because they're going to clash. Right. So you, they have to learn how to drop into their feminine and let the guy lead. So it's, it's like a whole uh, study, I guess. Yeah. Fascinating, bro. Fascinating stuff. Uh, let's, let's leave off with this. If you could like, give somebody like an action, action step, like action tip, like let's say they listen to our conversation and they never really got exposed to any of this stuff like, and they just want to wanna get going in the right direction. They're lost. They're confused. They don't know what to do in life. They're at a nine-to-five they hate. Like, what would you just say is like a, like a good first step? Okay, so we have these mental faculties I talked about. I'll do my best to keep it short. Um, imagination, your reason, your ability to think, um, intuition, memory, and perception. And that's what separates us from every creature. The squirrel, the bird, they're perfect in their environment. Humans are not, right? Because we have the ability to think, and most people don't understand that. So how do you use these mental faculties to create what you want? That's, that's how powerful we are. We use these mental faculties. So what I would do is use your imagination. The imagination is the most um, powerful force on earth, as Napoleon Hill alluded to. And so what I would do is if you don't, if you're at that point you just described, I would do what I talked about. Find out what you want to be, do, and have with no limitations. So sit down, play some music, put your phone away, put out, take out a piece of paper, and write down a vision of your life. Like just play around. Say, say, if your life were a movie, and you, and what kind of movie would it be? You know, what would you be the action star? Would you be the star of a movie? Would you have a relationship? Would you live in California? Would you be traveling? Would you have an online business? And just play around with that and create that is the first step. And then from there, you can come up with action steps of how to do that. But but first is you have to have a goal. Like I have to like what Bob taught me. I have a goal card right here, so I know exactly where I'm going. Every single day, I know what my goal is, what I'm working towards. 97% of people don't have one. So come up with a vision, come up with a goal, um, and then find other people. Like once you have that, it will, it will spark what? Desire. Desire is a triggering mechanism for energy. People go, well, I don't have energy. No, you just don't have any desire because we generate energy. As, as, you know? So that's what I would do is just find out what, you're, what you really want to be, do, and have. Get it down on paper, ask for it, and then take action on it and find other people even on, that's why the beauty of online now, obviously this is negative, so I'm talking about the positive parts. The beauty of online is you can go search up people, Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, these are like really entry level guys, right? Where you can find other people in your community and then from there, it stacks, success stacks. Failure doesn't happen overnight and neither does success, so. Awesome, bro. I love this conversation. I really did. I'm super grateful that you did this and I would absolutely love to do this again in the future. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate everything. I definitely learned a lot and I enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. So thank you so much, bro. And I look forward to having this, having you on again in the future, man. Good luck to everything that you're doing. Cool, man. I don't believe in luck, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I, believe, right. I believe in law. Let's go, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for All having right. me on. See, see you, brother. Thank you.